Without the sexual haze that came with being in his arms, she held up a palm to his chest, stilling his advances. I need you to be serious, and I tend to lose my head when you touch me. Is that so? The blue of his eyes deepened as he assessed her. She closed her eyes, not believing she'd just told him that. She'd given him ammunition for the future and let whatever they had between them start to slip from her control to his. She cursed herself for the stupid move, but the damage had been done. She opened her eyes. You need to keep your hands, and more importantly, your lips, to yourself until I finish telling you about my day. He slid the tie completely free from its knot before sitting down next to the tray. He gestured to the chair. Have a seat. We might as well eat, if I can't kiss you. She tentatively sat down, wringing her hands in her lap, a move she didn't do often. She was always on her game, but how she was going to explain what happened was making her nervous, and she didn't like it one bit. As he ate, she told him all about the Mercedes on the tape and seeing Catherine escape out the window. When she finished the part about the car chase and running into the woods, his hand stilled above his plate. His face hardened, and his jaw twitched. The silence was deafening. When he started pacing in front of her and still hadn't said a word, she really started to worry. He paused and turned, letting his gaze run the length of her. Were you hurt? She shook her head. He resumed pacing with his hands clasped behind his back and his lips pulled into a fine line. How do you know it was my Mercedes? The tag on the front, it's one of a kind. He nodded in agreement. Did you see his face? No, he was wearing a hooded jacket and limping when he got back in the car. She stood and placed her palm on his arm. The contact was meant to be reassuring. It was anything but. You understand what this means, right? He cleared his throat. Someone took my car without permission. She shook her head. It means more than that. It means whoever hurt Catherine has direct access to your car. Her hand fell away as she debated her next words. Trip, it has to be a family member or someone who works for you and has access to your house. He shook his head. He stared blankly toward the window as if he were lost in thought. No. You can't possibly believe that one of my family members could physically hurt someone. Lexi glanced down at her shoes before lifting her gaze to meet and hold his. I've seen people do more, for less. Tripp crossed his arms over his chest. You're wrong, and this discussion is over. She lifted her brow. I'm afraid that's not possible. The forensics team already has your car and is combing it for any evidence. He grabbed his jacket from the back of the chair and stomped to the door. With his hand on the knob, he turned back with a look of disgust in his eyes. I knew this was a mistake. Lexi flinched as Tripp slammed the door closed behind him. She sank down into the chair. Her heart busted into a million pieces. Maybe it had been wrong to suspect his family, but that was where all the evidence pointed. He'd wanted the truth but refused to believe, and there was no way to convince him, although she felt the need to try. Lexi took the stairs two at a time, remembering that she'd brought Tripp home, and if she didn't take him back, he'd have two cars at the office. Voices inside his office made her pause before she knocked. Her hand hovered over the door. She didn't need to lean against the door to know what was being said. The argument was loud enough to be heard from outside. 